know. I don't know when the last time we got a great first round matchups that, that I've seen in a while like this. This is this is phenomenal. We've seen New Orleans battle it out with with Phoenix, who is arguably one of the best teams in the league. Uh, a lot of people project them to get back to the finals and things like that. They have some hiccups. Booker is out for almost maybe a month or so um, with a hamstring injury. Chris Middleton went down. He got a little tear in, in, in his knee, so he got to chill out. And But they're handling the Bulls very well. Um the Utah, like I'm not even, I'm not even going to hold you. The, the the Utah and Dallas series is probably the boring one to me, and it's good though. Out of all of them, it's still it's it's still good. Luca is back, um, and and it's it's solid. Rudy is is trying to ball out. I think Dallas wins this series. I think Dallas is supposed to win this series. I got them as a dark horse, not necessarily going to the finals. But I got them being competitive in the, in the playoffs this year. I like Luca a lot. Same thing with his counterpartner, who he's always going to get compared to, and that's Trey Young. Trey Young battling it out with the Heat. The Heat is just too much for them. You know what I mean? The Heat is just too much, and Trey is doing what he can do. I, it's not one of those. I'm not about to sit up here and just shit on his teammates. It's just they don't. They don't. They just don't have the firepower for Miami right now, and Miami is down a player. You know, Chubbs is out right now. So we got a lot of we got a lot of injuries going key injuries that's going forward. I mean, not necessarily going forward, but it's definitely hurting uh, their rosters. You know what I mean? Because these are a, a, a lot of key players. Now, the ones that stand out, obviously, we got we got six. We got the Sixers and, and Toronto. That is, you know, it looks like they're they're about to get eliminated. Um. But the the major game is Brooklyn, the major matchup, I should say, uh, Brooklyn and Boston. And let me just say, man, that has been some great. I'm a Lakers fan, so by heart, I hate Boston, but I love all their players. And I think I said this in my last episode. I love all their players. I personally feel that Boston is is is, is playing well at the right moment. At the at the right moment, I would love to see a Philly versus Brooklyn. Don't get me wrong, and you can't. You know, I said on Twitter that I got. You know, I can see the Sixers going to the chip. You know what I'm saying, and I can, and I can also see Boston. I wouldn't want to see Boston go to the championship because that means we got to go catch them niggas if they win. But their defense is phenomenal, and maybe it's just the defense that they're playing on Brooklyn right now, right? But obviously, for drama purposes, I would love to see Philly. And Brooklyn, you already know why. But let's get back to the matchup in hand, though. Brooklyn versus Boston. Tatum has stepped up. Jalen Jalen Brown is is playing solid. The supporting cast is good. Marcus Smart is playing out of his mind. He is like he is just a jack of all trades, really. You know what I'm saying? Master of defense, definitely a, a jack of all trades because his offensive game is, is, is his hustle. The man plays offense, defense, and he hustles. That's that's it's just a phenomenal ingredient that he brings to the table. Um, a lot of talk about, you know, KD and and Kyrie. These are two one of the uh, most offensively gifted players that we've ever seen in our lives. There's some other ones, uh, but they are definitely attached to that cloth. Is it fair to criticize them? One of the questions of the day on 17 ESPN 
what is the big what is the bigger what is the biggest uh disappointment? Will it be if Brooklyn is get swept or is it the Lakers not making the playoff? Uh not really not making the the the, the play in and the and the um playoffs, right? A lot of mixed reviews. It damn near almost 50-50. A lot of people are picking Brooklyn. A lot of pe- people are picking the Lakers. And I want to say, if there was a tie, I want to break that tie, and I'm going to say Brooklyn. I know y'all going to say, well, you're just being biased because you're a Laker fan, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm because I'm going to say this. A lot of Laker fans was against the moves that they made in the offseason and before the trade deadline. So they was like, this is not something new. There was a lot of Laker fans that was against uh, a lot of the moves that were made, period, and felt like it wasn't going to be a good fit. Now, me being not just a Lakers fan, not just a homer, not me just being optimistic, I also felt that, yeah, maybe it doesn't fit because of the offensive styles and the egos, but I felt like it could have worked if, if it was more effort, I should say. Whether whether or not what I believe, it ended up being wrong anyway, right? But what I'm trying to say is the reason why I feel like it's Brooklyn is because they're not necessarily dealing with any injuries. Nobody knows what the fuck is wrong with Ben Simmons, and that could be helping him right now, right? Especially on the defensive side. But they both, they have their first and second option. And they, numerous times, Outside of social media, inside the barbershops, wherever you want to go, everybody agrees that these two together, remember when they had Harden earlier in the season, when they had Harden, this was a cheat sheet. They already had them penciled in. Obviously, they had the Lakers penciled in as well. And we wanted to see that because I was damn near going to be watching the All-Star game in the finals. We get that. We'll never get that. Um but everybody agrees that KD alongside with Kyrie is just that's just crazy. You have two of the most offensively gifted players that we've ever seen before, right? Um, it's not on me with the coaching. You know what I'm saying? Bringing um, Blake off the off the bench has helped, has helped them. So I guess they figured that part out. But the thing is, one knock against them is that they gave up a lot. And what I mean by a lot is they gave up their bench. So even though I brought up the whole Laker thing, how we didn't agree with the off, you know, how some people didn't agree with the offseason moves, a lot of people were saying when this when this move was done, that they were they were going to struggle a little bit with the bench. Yet and still, they still had them penciled into the finals. So the whole Laker thing, yeah, I still get that because you expect when you see these Hall of Fame names on one roster, you expect for shit to happen regardless. That was my mindset. At the same time, it was a lot of Laker mindsets that was like, yo, this shit is not going to work because the styles don't mesh. There's no blame on the individual players. It's all on the front office. Where it come down to Brooklyn, yo, the only complaint was their bench, but you know, they still held it down in the East until they didn't. You know what I mean? At least they put enough effort to get into the playoffs because you're not going to get this type of matchup every year. You're not. You're not going to get a matchup to where a potential number one seed is playing against a top seed in the first round. You're not going to get that. It's just so happened that they played terribly in the second half of the season 
uh, well, throughout the season, really. Now, a lot of that had to do with injuries and, and things like that and the chemistry and stuff like that. The Kyrie had a soundbite that said, yo, you know, when you're trying to figure out the team chemistry and this, that, and the third, blah, 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 you, we already know what it is. So they didn't have enough time to gel together, apparently. But they also didn't have a bench. But they still got the two top players in the world. Well, I ain't going to say top two top players. They got one of the top players who some say was the best player and who some believe is the best player in the league currently. Barkley disagrees. And I got to roll with Barkley on this one because he basically called KD a bus rider, a passenger, I should say, a bus rider, a passenger instead of the bus driver. Now, how do y'all feel about that? He did help lead his team, but at the time he had a more hungrier uh, Westbrook and he had a Harden coming off the bench. Remember that nigga was coming off the bench for OKC, right? But yet and still, you still have three potential MVPs on the same roster. Got to the finals, lost to Miami, right? Then you have uh, the Golden State uh, stint where I, I said personally, look, I got over the whole, oh, you went and played for a 70, a 73 and, and nine team and blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I got over that. That shit, that shit is just, you know, yo, he had, Brown went to Miami, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, Boston had put a team together to win a chip. You know what I'm saying? They, they brought, brought Ray Ray, you know what I'm saying, over there and, and Garnett over there to help Paul Pierce. You feel me? So, like, nah, let's, let's just stop that. Niggas got to make moves. At least they made moves to get rings. A lot of these players nowadays is just making moves to get a bag. You feel me? So, I'm not going to, and I'm not going to count out the whole Memphis and, 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 uh, Minnesota matchup either, but I got to say that, like, when it come to, when it come to Brooklyn, though, I thought, I thought they would get it together. I honestly thought, I honestly thought they would get it together. You know, I thought it would be enough, but it don't seem like that's the case. And Boston is playing great defense this time around. I can't knock it even as a Laker fan. Like, the, the Boston niggas is playing out of their mind. It's just the first round, though. It's just the first round. The Nuggets and Golden State, that's that's turned into a good matchup. But honestly, Golden State was supposed to sweep them. No Jamal Murray. Jokin can only do so much. You know what I'm saying? They got cats over here. Don't get me wrong. They got cats over there. But it honestly, it came down to a bad pass towards the end of the game and then a great shot towards the end of the game, you know? Um, I think the key for Golden State to win the championship sits on the shoulders of uh, Jordan Poole. And I know you said that. So for some people, that might sound ridiculous. But why do I say that? Is because now you're taking a lot of pressure off of Clay. Hell, you've taken a lot of pressure off of Steph. Like, Jordan Poole, this is crazy. But if you really look at his game, it complements the hell out of Golden State. It really does because he can do what Steph doesn't necessarily do. I think he can, but I think Steph preserves his body to shoot a little bit more. But he does what neither one of them can actually do. And I'm not saying that they can't. Well, maybe Clay can't physically do this anymore, but he also doesn't have the skill set of Jordan Poole. Yes, these are two shooters that are going to go down in the top three of all time, right? Shooting. Um, but the way Jordan Poole can get to the basket, his speed and athleticism is phenomenal. And the reason why I say it compliments them so good is because he can get to the cup 
which means you have to you have to respect his driving. And when you respect that, there's no double teaming going on. You can no longer double team Steph anymore. You can't. It's impossible. It's fucking impossible to double team him because now Jordan Poole is a jack of all trades. He may not shoot as great as the other two, but he can shoot the three ball. He fits into their offense perfectly. Now the question is, can he go and get a bag somewhere else? I think he goes and get a bag somewhere else. I don't know if he can run a team by himself. That's going to be a major question. I don't want to shut him down like that, but we got to see it, right? Um, the Memphis, and I take that back about uh, Utah. No, I'm not going to take it back about Utah and Dallas. That's still the weakest matchup. It's still entertaining. But then you got the Memphis and Minnesota, and that is just entertaining because it's a lot of talking, a lot of physical play. Cat is the weirdest. Yo, I'm not, look, we all have our hearts set out for him during the pandemic. We know what happened. We know what went down with him, his parents, his mom, et cetera. That's cool. But I'm talking about on the court. He is one of those, he literally comes off as this, right? He wants to be the tough guy so he doesn't get bullied. I don't, his persona on the court is fake and fraud to me. But I feel like he does it because he doesn't want to get pushed around or punked or anything like that. That's the way it come off. I I could read cats. Now, some people might disagree, but that's how I I take it. Like, he comes off as a fraud. He comes off as a person that goes to the house party, and that's his first time ever being in a house party. You know what I'm saying? He'll put on a persona just so Cass wouldn't think he's soft or something like that. That's the way he comes off to me. Nonetheless, uh, the first round of the playoffs has been solid. I wanted to put, I, I got a message for Chris Paul. Bro, you have no Booker. I don't think you'll have him for the rest of this series. If he was to get eliminated in the first round, I'll even say this. Just if he gets eliminated in the first round, it's not going to be a big deal. It's only a big deal is because you think he is who he's not, right? At the same time, I'm going to give y'all the benefit of the doubt, bro. Y'all need Booker. Don't get me wrong. Y'all got some phenomenal pieces over there. Do you really look at those? Hey, I ain't going to even lie to you. Y'all got the y'all got the best role players that everybody hates because they give off that. They got that Chris Paul attitude. It is... It, is is yeah? That's a whole nother episode though, Just. But I will say this: if he goes out in the first round, he gonna get these jokes. But I don't subscribe to your theory or or, or your um your way of thinking when it comes to injuries in the playoffs. Injuries matter, bro. It really does, and especially when it's yeah you know, your main players. And without your main players. You don't have that much of a choice unless somebody else steps up out of nowhere and goes fucking bananas, who just might end up winning an award that you wouldn't expect him to win because he just went bonkers. But without Booker, like, New Orleans is one thing. I still expect uh, a, a great coach team, uh, not just by Monty, but by Chris Paul as well, because he's a court general. Um, I expect y'all to get past New Orleans, but if y'all don't, I don't know what to say, bro. I mean, I don't know what to say. You, you said injury shouldn't matter and we shouldn't harp on it. We shouldn't be whining about it. All right. I'm going to do just that. I'm going to look at it for what it really is. 
You know what I'm saying? And say, yo, y'all, y'all lost to a team. You're, if y'all lose, y'all lost to a team that y'all weren't supposed to lose to injuries or no injuries. Point blank, right? That's how you want me to look at it. I got to look at it like that. Overrun with BTG, man. By the grace of God, I'll see y'all next week. Summertime is near.